the record? Okay. I mean, I thought that that was going to be something that we cover <laughs> off mic, but yeah, let, let's go nuts. We've got we're going, we're edgy going tin, live. edgy toilet in the house. Edgy tin, welcome to a Midwest podcast, a narcissistic pursuit of toilet's edginess. My name is Zach. My name is Luke. And I'm an edgy toilet. Um, let's just jump, let's just jump right into it. So we coach a, a non-varsity. We, by, by we, he means the entire podcast. We're, we. we're all there in the box. On yeah, Friday we're all nights. there in the box. You guys are there in spirit and you guys influence some play calls and some decision-making and whatnot. So yeah. Oh no. Credit. <laughs> Maybe this email is justified if that's actually what's going on. <laughs> so what would Luke, what, what would Luke want to run in this uh, first down <laughs> sequence? Four verts, four verts. <laughs> We are going to run a lot of four verts this week because they run cover three. So yes, good idea, Luke. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so where? So what happened this week, Toilet? So we run a non-varsity level football program, which means we are about developing players because there's lots of kids who change over time. You know, maybe your bottom of the bench kids as a sophomore figure out they like the strength room and they get a little grow a little bit and they get put on a little bit of mass and they play as a varsity player it happens almost every year. Every class is a kid that doesn't play as an underclassman kind of rides the bench, but then they kind of figure it out as a junior yeah. senior and they get on the field, which is great. So our goal is to win with two platoon. So we've got 22 starters and then we get everyone to play. It's how football usually goes. You usually That's, have 22 starters. Well, Honestly, no. A lot of teams are losing so many players where they play their best players on both sides of the ball and they just don't really come out. Um, that's a lot to put Fair. 14. It's a lot of uh, strain yeah. on that knee cartilage that they've how got you gonna going make, on for How are you going to do any player development when your wide receiver is also just turning around and playing quarterback as well? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we will do it in like situational. Like if you've got a, you know, a star athlete, you know, you put them in different positions to be successful. Anyway, I'm, I'm beside the point. Basically what we're trying to do is if it's a close game, yeah, maybe everyone doesn't get in, but once the game is pretty much decided, we're putting all the kids in, um, Uh, clean pant brigade, clean pant brigade. No, not a clean pant in the group. You want your front of your pants dirty, but not the back. So exactly. There we go. (laughs) Um, we just get a seven paragraph email from a parent who is I rate that her child was one of the few athletes who did not get to play this past weekend. Oh my gosh. Now here's the thing. He was ineligible. (laughs) (laughs) Why was he ineligible? So in high school, in the state we live in, which I'm sure no one is able to figure out based on the teams we root for. (laughs) No, certainly not. anonymity in this podcast the fact that we're in the midwest and playing spring football is certainly not a preeminent clue (laughs) which state we're living in right now yeah um you can fail one class but if you have two or more f's you are academically ineligible to participate in extracurricular activities student athlete not athlete student you know yes yes and in the middle school it's even stricter you can't have any f's it's a straight dry grade above sea level. Everything's above the board there. But in middle school, I guess you're allowed to fail one class. That's a, a life lesson there. But um, we, we, we can all punt very... on English, I think, or math. <laughs> we can all punt on math. Yeah, you can be good at most things, but you can just absolutely be a failure at one of them and still get through life okay. Um, but it's just funny. Like, 
it's like, you know, a 30 second conversation with your kid and this entire thing is resolved. And then the, the whole thing is like, we had friends in from out of town who came to the game. And, <laughs> oh, no. Like, this kid shouldn't have even gotten dressed. Like, he he should have just, like, come to the game with his jersey on and cargo shorts Ooh. or, like... Backpack, you know, backpack, been at backpack home brigade. doing his, like, science homework. Or being home doing homework, sure. Yeah, yeah. come to the game, whatever. But he dressed in full pads. So he's filming the game with his shoulder pads on up in the bleachers. And he, she's like, well, he's really embarrassed. I'm like, yeah. He should be embarrassed. He should have dressed for the game. If he just had like his khaki shorts on, he wouldn't have looked so out of place. You should be embarrassed. He's failing high school English or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, edgy toilet. Everyone is just pissing toilet off at work and uh, it's carrying over the podcast. So pardon my edginess. This is going to be our edgiest episode yet, boys. So what the people are going to want. They're going to want more edgy toilet after this. <laughs> It's like your uh, your Tim McGraw, what is it, or, or Garth Brooks, Chris Gaines, alter ego. You thought I was upset when we talked about Noodles and Company? Just <laughs> <laughs> wait until we talk about the parents of my students, name by name, <laughs> name by In name, with the Adams family. <laughs> well, I hope he's eligible this week, and we can get him on the field, and we'll just call a special special play just for him. You oh, should try it. Cross over the middle. <laughs> You should, you should, uh, you should do like one of those surprise visit things and have the friends come back into town for the game and just yeah, show up in the stands. Nice. Fuck, get Jonathan Van Ness up there. Get Bobby Burke up there. Where everybody is yeah. celebrating this kid passing science and getting on the field for nice. the last game of the season. So I think we we just the listeners deserve a quick aside. So Luke and Zach were great supportive friends and did come to one of my first games ever that I coached, which was so a, much fun. A freshman B side field Saturday morning at nine a.m. The grass is still wet from the dew. Oh, gosh, you're, you you're just larger... pa- you're just painting like this is just reminding me of when I was like eleven playing playing pee wee football. Zach like, and I decided to uh, LARP on the way there and get the largest possible coffees that we could from Dunkin' <laughs> Donuts so that we would fit in with the parents on the sideline and not act like two 22-year-old jackasses standing on the side of the 14-year-old football game. Probably no- we're still hungover or definitely might one of us might have been still drunk from the night before. Oh, yeah. Definitely like not me, but the one of them, yes. <laughs> Uh, but freshman football is fun because, like you said, you're on a side field. There are no stands. There are no bleachers. And the parents are just as much in the mix as the kids are. You turn around to put someone in. You might be uh, grabbing one of the dads and his new balances and throwing in there in the slot. <laughs> um, you're a big guy. Get out there. <laughs> we had a couple of funny takeaways. The first takeaway was we had a really hard time moving the ball. And uh, our most explosive play on offense was our fake punt. Um, so we got to the second half and we faced with a third and long and the kid said coach we should probably just run the fake punt that's been our best play of the day (laughs) mind you mind you also what toilet's not telling you is that when they're in the huddle there's so little activity going on around that you could just hear both huddles perfectly clear so there's like actually no sort of like gamesmanship going on about like oh we're gonna try and hide our strategy or we're gonna try and like you know uh, be a little deceptive by our play calling. The kids are like, coach, let's run the big punt. And like the yeah. defensive huddle is like seven yards away, and Luke and I are probably 
20 yards away from the action so we can hear everything clearly. It's like, yeah, try and stop us. We're running this fake punt on third down. <laughs> you don't know it's going to hit you. Uh, and then the other takeaway was I had a couple calls. Like, if we're going to go no huddle, that's called green. So I would call out green, green, green. So I still get yelled at for uh, for hamming that up a little bit on the side. Green, 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 green. A little too excitable. Um, but then another one of my calls, you could say it was for water. And that was simply to get players to bring water out to the players <laughs> in the huddle. But I said it in the same type of tone. <laughs> where people thought it was a play or a formation. I thought it was a play call. I, after the game, I like heard you calling green, and I was like, okay, like green must be the formation or like the personnel grouping that they're running. And I thought <laughs> water was one of the other personnel groupings that you were running. Because like, I don't know, I've never like participated in a sport where like during like the course of play, like there would be like a time for a water break. So I thought it was just like, some maybe like obfuscating like that you were going to go trips left or something i don't know that was such an amazing long flex at the fact that luke played soccer growing yeah up. really he's like <laughs> oh i played a continuous sport i played soccer and i ran my sport is your punishment brother yeah, <laughs> no yeah um your punishment is our, our warm-up i would say there so, we go nice. yeah I, I played a sport where you could casually chew sunflower seeds for two and a half hours oh yes golf or baseball oh both 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 i played a sport where you could smoke cigarettes on uh halfway through the <laughs> <laughs> and nobody would notice <laughs> I, you know mark grace did it too so it's just a, a great mind into the high school football you know lexicon where like water you know Water's a word that gets thrown around around a lot. What a great idea for a name of a trick play. Water. Were you thinking, oh, they're getting ready to call a timeout. They're going to walk over to the sideline. Just kidding. We're going to snap and throw a fade over the top, baby. It's the call for the fake spike. <laughs> there we go. Water. No, just come on and get some water. Toilet, can I make an aside really quick? In yeah. eighth grade basketball, we uh, we only had one play. And so to act, to like put some deception to it, we just would call out a college every time you're coming down and that would be the one play. So like it got to a point where somebody would yell like, like ITT technical Institute <laughs> <laughs> and like DeVry. And it's just literally all the same thing. Like Michigan, Michigan. It's just the motion offense. Yeah. It is literally the same play. We basically have the same thing. We have inside zone and outside zone, but inside zone is a state. So any state has an R in it is going to the right. And then any state with an L in it. Is Arkansas, Arkansas. <laughs> Some of them are tricky though. Cause they have an R and an L. So, Hmm. Colorado, Colorado, Rhode Island, California. Oh, Luke, you're built for this. Just to spit uh, them all off in in succession. No, not really. <laughs> I think we named all of them: Colorado, California, Rhode Island, and that's Maryland. Florida, Maryland, Louisiana, 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 Louisiana. Uh, but yes, I am a little edgy. I'm a little low T. Our last game is Thursday. Hopefully we knock the piss out of our opponent and then I will be higher T next week is the plan. Maryland. Maryland. Terps. Yeah. Terp them. Dude, Delaware. There's a lot. Delaware. Yeah, there is a lot. Look at that. Pennsylvania. <laughs> Montaigne. All right. <laughs> Uh, that's enough of me. What's what's up with you guys? What's top of brain? What's uh, what's happening? Uh, I got my first COVID vax today. Oh wow! How's your arm? 
Uh, you know, it kind of it feels like feels like I just did like a you know like a like a tough shoulder day. The mm. guy got me. The guy got me. Not I mean not by to, surprise. Not to... <laughs> <Good job. laughs> he, he did. He 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 uh, he poked me like a little bit higher up on the arm than I was expecting. I was expecting more like in the meat. He got me kind of more on the delt. Uh, mm. Oh, you upper... gotta work around my muscles there, brother. In the upper region. I I I went to uh, I went to the uh, ag expo down here, and they had the uh, national guard administering them. Mm. Oh, nice. Did you have, like, somebody in uniform give it to you? Yeah, everybody everybody who was working there is in uniform. Were they so also you- administering uh, vaccines or antibiotics to, like, chickens and cattle and stuff in, like, a separate <laughs> adjacent line? <laughs> no, but Katie was telling me, she was like, oh, yeah, like, we... She's like, I actually used to come up here when I was a kid, and we would... Uh, she's like, I would do the barrel racing in the Ag Expo, and... It's actually kind of like sick. Like she would come in on a on a horse at full speed through through like the side entrance, and then by the time like you hit, they like introduce your name and like boom, you're out there and running barrels on a horse. It's kind of fucking crazy how fast it was. But did you get the shot in your left arm so that you were able to salute with your right arm while you were getting? I didn't think about that. <laughs> wow, I got it in my left arm because I'm right-handed, but th- this is true. I-, I I I should have been saluting as I went through. Wow. So, do you want to say anything to this troops now that you? Oh, I appreciate I appreciate their support. All right, and I cool. support them for supporting me. Were you able to select your brand? No, Pfizer. My Pfizer brand. Boys. My brand. My my brand. Oh, so we got toy. one of each. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. So toy, yeah. are you are you Moderna? I'm a Moderna boy, and Luke is. I a... got the Bombaclot Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Bombaclot. <laughs> I, I wanted to get the Moderna one so I could be a Moderna man. It's a bad arcade fire joke. <laughs> this like is the seven people who get that of the six. Be an... pe- Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say of the seven people of the eight people that actually listen to this pod. <laughs> Yeah, all of them listen to Arcade Fire because they're good. They're really good. Yeah. I just don't like them. <laughs> um, but yeah, this will be a really good case study to see uh, everyone's side effects. Apparently, Luke is probably in the worst shape out of all of us. Is that what I've been hearing? No, because I got mine several weeks ago, and uh, I'm okay. fine. I, I felt mm. like like kind of crappy the next day toward the end of the day, but I went to bed early, and I was fine. Okay. All right. You things kind of like, like getting together, like clotting up a little bit, you might say. Um, I, I would say having a kidney stone was significantly worse than the I vaccine have... side effects. But no, I'm not a woman. I, Luke, I don't. What? <laughs> who's, your, who's your favorite Chicago Bears fullback? Tyler Klotz. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There, there's your Wait. Tyler Klotz quote <laughs> joke for, for you. Wait, did he even play? Wait, did he play for the Bears? I might be making that up. I thought you were going to say Ryan Nall, which would be an insult. He's, he's a running back. Not oh, running fuck. Back. He's Tyler Klutz. Oh, oh Tyler Klutz. Cut, cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. He did, play for, he did play for the Bears 2011. The 2011 Bears. I'm just going to start looking at that while you guys talk. Um, so speaking of Boomba Klatt, are we... Boomba. Uh, how are we feeling about White Boy Summer? Are we ready to stop hate? Um, I have no comment on no Chet. comment. <laughs> okay, on Chet Chet Hanks. Although I was told this past weekend, since my middle name is Charles, that I should go by Chet. 
Mm, yes. For Maybe fun. that's like an alter ego type. Like if I knew anyone who had a pseudonym or something, you know, maybe I would go by Oh, Chet that's a that's something. a good that's a good one, Toilet. If I need to go by a fake name, I'll just go by Chet. Yeah. How about shout out to me in twenty seven weeks of doing this? I said my own fake dead name at the end of the podcast. How embarrassing was that? I don't think that's the first time that you've done that. I'm pretty sure that you've done that several times. I think Zach has said my name more than anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Hand I up have, on that one. And then Luke is maybe zero times, but I think I'm batting like a cool, like, you know, 0.08. Hey, man, it keeps me on my toes. It, like, makes all this editing work that you pay me for worth it. Yes, uh, definitely. Oh, oh, shoot. We probably do owe you union yeah, dues. Yeah, what's, yeah, what's, yeah what's, you do. It's okay. Well, I'll collect them later. Oh, Rent man's coming. Well, um, if you're needing to pay off your uh, union dues, I have a great opportunity here for you. Oh, Let's yeah. I, I picked up the Chicago Reader this week. Oh, and, no. Um, the obituary. <laughs> the classifieds are absolutely lit. Um, one, there's an obituary in here, which in like four years of reading this, I've never seen. And it's an obituary of a person who wasn't even born in Chicago. Um, so, I mean, that was cool. Um but in the marketplace section, um, just an absolutely wonderful opportunity for, um, you know, maybe you like wanting to get into crypto, um, you know, assess that opportunity, but you're needing um, some inspirations, shall we say, or, or guiding light to bring you into the crypto market. Um, so this listing says, win $1 million Jehovah and Jesus Bitcoin or buy Jehovah and Jesus Bitcoin, call 219-201-0367, or visit us at our website, jehovah-andjesusbitcoin.us. Dude, what a genius idea. How do we not think of merging the Christian exploitation market with cryptocurrency earlier? How did we not figure that, putting those two things together? This person is honestly a genius because, like, if, if Dogecoin can see like such leaps and bounds, uh, that is like a cryptocurrency which I actually like had from the times when I was like in 2013 buying crypto to like basically anything can be transferred into an NFT and given value. Like, this is absolutely 100% like a billion dollar idea, like yeah. Christ coin. Is this you, Joel? You go to hell. What you go to hell, but you have a good time until you get there. Yeah, exactly. Are we sure this is not Joel Olstein? This is a little low rent for somebody who has his service broadcast on like over the air television yeah. networks like ABC. Yeah, he's got enough fiat money. He don't need to get fiat into this money. Damn. Okay, so now we gotta we gotta put. Is this what you're leading into? Is putting two things together, crypto plus something. No, I was literally saying we could win a million dollars. And I feel like we're the only people who are even aware of this listing in the Chicago uh, Reader classified section. So I what's feel like the this website is again? Jehovah and Jesus US. Oh, oh wait, no. Jehovah and Jesus Bitcoin dot US. And and hyphen Jesus? No, Jehovah and Jesus Bitcoin dot US. Please Jehovah don't look this up Jesus. on your work computer. <laughs> already done. Oh, it's already it's blocked. What's, a, reached. what's a dot US? How do you get that? Yeah, seriously. Um, it's a it's like a localized one, like dot ca or dot co dot uk. Um, actually, uh, Tuvalu 
the country Tuvalu is a small island nation in the South Pacific. I think like half of their economy is based on hosting .tv web addresses because .tv doesn't mean .television. It means .tuvalu. <laughs> oh, you're right. Dot, there we go. Oh, man. So that's like all they do on that island. Oh, yeah. and their their it's main like a religion giant server. Their main religion is Christianity. I think we got. I think we got a place to host our our Jesus coin. Christcoin oh. Christ. 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 LLC. <laughs> our live streaming crypto Christian service. <laughs> Your dad's gonna come to my house and kill me. <laughs> oh man. Until uh, Tuvalu like gets swallowed up by the ocean and rising sea levels, like that's, oh, that's how they're gonna do it, oh, wow. dude. It's like right on the international dateline too. I think it's UTC plus twelve, right in the right? sweet spot, almost anonymity. That, that right. would be so confusing trying to figure out the scheduling, right? Luke, help me out here. Isn't that isn't that the exact internet? Isn't that the dateline? I think plus thirteen is, but it's so close. Like you're on the middle of nowhere. It's always. 11:59 a.m. slash p.m. <laughs> yeah, you go back and forth, and you time travel, and you create like a black hole time paradox. Yes. Oh, uh oh, uh oh. We would have to pay some royalties to the Commonwealth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's how they make like all of their money is through dot TV web addresses. No, yeah. it's it's a uh, it's a British it's a British it's a British Commonwealth, I guess. Oh it's no. The, the royal anthem is God Save the Queen. Ugh. Oh my gosh. Uh, Smoking on that Prince Philip pack this week. Oh, wow. Rip. Speaking of, Luke, do you need to touch on Super League? RIP Super League. Hang yeah, well, the banner. Well, 2000, 4-18, 2021-420-2021. We, we can get to Super League in a little bit. I did want to uh, wrap up the Chicago Reader uh, classified section this week because we had another just absolutely brilliant listing. Um, this is in the Reader Matches section, a place which uh, we've expounded on previously. Uh, DragonmasterCS69 at gmail.com is still there. He's back. He's, he, he never left, left, baby. He never left. <laughs> um, this this listing is titled "Older Woman Fantasy." Please help give me, me all my... your Christ coin. <laughs> help me fill my fantasy. This nice looking middle aged white male wants to spend some intimate time with a woman Ooh, in her seventies. White 70s. boy summer. Here we go. <laughs> it's white boy summer. Um, I want to spend some time with a woman in her 70s and older. <laughs> I saw some videos and I was oh really excited. <laughs> Please email me. I'm here for your pleasure, says alluring1960 at gmail.com. Okay, so how much longer do we have to wait before we can actually email Dragon Master? I don't know. I don't want to catfish Dragon Master. We don't. Want, well, we don't cat. We don't catfish him. Whoever said anything about catfishing? Oh, we, we get just him to, to come on the pod. We, well, we could get him to come on the pod. Well, I, I would be. I think we could also get him to just answer some questions for us, like how he got into <laughs> the Chicago Reader, how he got into posting classifieds, like you know what videos he was watching of seventy. No, this women. is a, this is a different person that oh, was watching alluring okay. videos of uh, okay. that got him really excited. 
Um, I'm I'm kind of like that the fact that he described himself as nice looking. He didn't, you know, he didn't ham it up too much. He just said, you know, I look nice. <laughs> Probably means he's a good looking dude, right? I mean, he said 1960 in the handle, which makes me think that he must be 60 or 61. Yeah, they're about probably. So, I mean, how nice can you really look at 60? John Slattery is still looking good. He's got to be right there around but 60. So George Clooney know. is probably 60. I mean, you're right? literally picking some of the most handsome people on earth. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, Brad Pitt's got to be in his What is your 50s? average guy? Like, I'm starting to look like shit, and I'm 30. I'm losing hair, and my beard's going gray. How bad am I going to look when I if I even make it to 60? Damn, Brad Pitt's 57. Do you know any toilets that are 60 years old? Because I don't. I think the toilet in my house is 60 years old. Ooh. Do you really? I think so. How? What kind of shape is it in? It's good. It's an oval shape. Oh! oh! There I'm more it is. Shaped right now, which is not great. I believe all of us. Well, except for Luke, who's running. We're all pear shaped. Yeah, Luke's on a cool 75 day workout. Where you? Yeah. Uh, oh, frat. So <laughs> cool, man. Two workouts a day. 45 minutes. Two workouts minutes a day. Length. I'm gonna read Elon Musk's book every day too. I'm going to read We're, 10 pages of nonfiction. That, that Jeff, the, Be- Jeff Bezos' book. Okay, they're referencing a meme that I sent to the group chat. This is really inside baseball, which is like one of these. I, we can have our Rise and Grind Twitter comment right now if we want to. You know what, Zach? You've been like banging this drum for a while. We haven't given you the bandwidth to speak your mind about Rise and Grind Twitter. I hate allow Rise this and Grind to, Twitter. Allow this to be your opportunity to uh, speak your truth, King. Okay, rise and grind Twitter. What I don't want to see are these tweets telling me about, oh, you know, if your friends aren't talking about stocks and LLCs, then, you know, move on from them. These guys suck, okay? Your network is your net worth, baby. If you think that reading Elon Musk's book is all of a sudden going to make you, I'm sure he's got seven of them. Somebody's written his book. Jeff Bezos definitely has a book. I mean, he Jeff for, Bezos for has a crying book. out loud, he had Amazon. Sorry, I think what bo- what bothers me is the it's it's this it's the same kind of guy who pissed you off too at business school at fill in the blank business school that Luke attended that probably tried way too hard. Maybe tried to do a social network as well at a sir at a uh, you know when he was in when he was in school and it just is. It's fucking bothersome, man. They they make you feel like you're you're shit if you're not constantly trying to sell some some service or like if every we've talked about this before where it's like if every single thing you're doing about your life isn't for the betterment of your business self then you're a fucking failure, man. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think this is like the kind of person who is most active their most active social network is linkedin yes um, this is all over linkedin and I, LinkedIn I think flex it, great account by the way to follow i think uh there's there's a lot of people who are in sales who just like need to do it and like establish personal branding but i think like ultimately it's like realtors who read ty lopez's book it's it's multi-level marketing for people yes, who have you. like college degrees and they love to shit on people who sell Avon and Herbalife or whatever, but they're basically doing the same shit just with like, I don't know, like Forex or, you know, trading crypto or something like that. And they're like also, you know, making bullshit money doing it. And most of their income comes from their like, you know, whatever, like inside sales job. 
but they have yeah. to pretend that they're an entrepreneur to give themselves self-satisfaction and meaning in their ultimately pointless career. Well, yeah, it's also the same. Um, there's there's people who are like, oh, this is how you know we we supplement our income. We day trade, and the fact that they don't realize that we're just in an insane bull market, and they're like, this is all you have to do. You just buy stonks, and they go up. And this is how you end up making making a living, and that they want to pontificate that everybody else who isn't doing this is some sort of a failure, or you're just what buying into corporate. Oh, that's corporate how you America. do it. If you make fifteen thousand dollars in the stock market, you can turn around and make two hundred thousand dollars telling you know fifty people how you made fifteen thousand dollars in the stock market. Like, yeah. That's where the money is. It's in the information superhighway, baby. That's I've always figured that like whatever if we ever did come up with some sort of startup, whatever product you sell isn't really that important. It's just the harvesting of data. Right? So like let's just say if you were to start, I don't know, something like uh like a Robin delivery Hood. service. Yeah, that's true. Robin I mean Robinhood is a good one, right? Like you would still be able to what you're doing is you're 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 really just pushing the data that all these people are willingly giving to you and you're just, you're turning around and you're just, you're just selling it. I mean, they, they, they offer something at the end of the day, but like where your big money is made is just being able to harvest this data and sell it to like, I don't know. You probably know some like big marketing. I, I know all or something of them. I, I that, am that person, Zach. <laughs> that just, that just end up paying like a shit ton of money for it. What's what's funny enough is that one of the business, there's a lot of success stories and done that like Facebook and Google for example, um, but that was Facebook the business, hasn't had any like data. They've had any issues problems. with data no. security. Neither uh-huh. has Google. Um, but the funniest <laughs> company that tried to do that, where they offered like like an insane customer value on the idea that they would actually make their money selling data, was MoviePass, and for yes. that summer that shit was out of bounds. Like that business model was so fucked up because they didn't like figure out how they were going to sell the data. So when it came down to the end of the day, it was just like a bunch of people seeing a ton of free movies. I wish I had anything to add. I feel like in listening to this, stay out of this, stay out of this world. It sucks. Toilet. I have learned no new things in being in education. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe you should read a fucking book about entrepreneurs, okay? Like <sighs> 10 pages a day, two workouts, because we all know that even in our busy lives without 10 pages children. A day too. The meme implores you to read 10 pages a day of a nonfiction entrepreneurship book. So like, what is that? The guy with the question marks on his suit that is like yelling in an infomercial at two o'clock in the morning in front of the Capitol building? Like, and all those books are bullshit anyway, too. Like, there's a reason why all those ads say, like, CEOs read 210 books per year. It's because the theme of the book is, like, maybe you need to motivate your team with uh, rewards instead of with punishments. And it's like, oh, my God, I figured it out. You need need to get the book that's yellow and it says you are a badass. Because guess what? Unfucking your career. (laughs) Yeah, that means you're a badass and you're not to be messed with, Luke. I think it's interesting because our generation, it seemed like you, you kind of had to still be innovative, but kind of latch on to a career that still existed and made money. And yeah. in Gen, Gen Z, it's all about, you know, F the trends, do what you want. Every single kid that I work with thinks that they're going to be a YouTube star or like live in a TikTok hype house. And it's funny to joke about um, 
but you know, a lot of these kids think that that's just what life is. That anyone who wants to do that can just go ahead and do that in the content dude, there. Dude, and my niece, my niece wants there. to do that too. I mean, she like wrote about like what she Her wants uncle to be. Uncle wants to be a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm not quitting my day job yet. Uh, no, but she wants to. She wants to be like an influencer. And yeah. okay, all right, like. What's your plan? If like everyone's an influencer, stuff, you know, there's no one to influence. Influence, exactly. Ooh, deep. Okay, hey, that's a deep. good book title. If everybody's oh. an influencer, no one's left to be. No one's left to be influenced. How but anyway? Shut the here's fuck my up and do your homework. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like yeah, that's like the 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 admiral who writes the book like, quit complaining and make your bed. It's like yeah. oh, oh my god, I get it. Start your day off with easily achievable tasks, and then it sets you up for a day of success. Oh, revolutionary. Uh, speaking of this, reminded me of a kid at school today who fell asleep, which is one of my favorite things that happens at school. I checked in on him a couple times, and I could tell like, he was just getting more and more tired <laughs> as the day was going on. And then he fell asleep. And I know a lot of teachers would just like kind of go over there, wake him up, like make a big scene out of it, embarrass him, whatever. And my theory was just let him sleep. Like if the kid needs sleep, like let him sleep as long as he possibly can. Uh, I did want to play a prank on him, but I decided not to. Do you guys have any uh, good sleeping at school stories? I was going to say, would you just put his hand in a jar of hot water? <laughs> my oh, favorite... here's, here's a good one. We're going to make you him pee. Yourself. You pee yourself. Uh, my favorite one is to have everyone in the class get really quiet, but then like move their chairs as close as they can to them, but also stand <laughs> themselves at the kid who's asleep. So then they wake up, everyone is just staring at them, and they're surrounded. No, I think the best is like if you could have all the kids just like quietly get up and leave the room. Yeah. yeah. So that he wakes up and he's the only one in there. Yeah, that, that'd be that's fucked up. Also gold. <laughs> Uh, but it just cracked me up that he was able to fall. I mean, because it's like the like you said, like it's a white noise that like helps you fall asleep. So when it's like actually dead silent, that could be so eerie. It could actually wake them up. Uh, speaking of, you guys, do you guys use white noise to fall asleep? I do not. I used to have the TV on when I fell asleep in college, but now as an adult, I I typically don't. Sometimes I'll fall asleep to music, but or a podcast. Do you have a, but do you have a fan? I have a fan. Yeah. 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 That, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Toilet, I, I've slept in the same room with you a number of times. I know for a fact that you use the Bill Simmons podcast to fall asleep. <laughs> that, that is true. I have done that before, yes. Bleep that out. Bleep that out, Luke. Bill Simmons, yeah. I have honestly stopped listening to him. I It's not in my – I still download it. It's close to getting deleted. But No, I remember we were in Austin, and it was after we had gone tubing – and we were all like so hungover. I was had such bad heartburn. It was one of those times when you're like still drunk and so hungover that your body is just hot and you can't fall asleep. But you're like in that like half twilight sleep mode. And during that time, I was I was laying in bed just listening, and I was like, "Why can I hear Bill Simmons right now? Like, <laughs> why Why is Ryan Russillo talking to me? Is this Am I having a heart attack? Is this like <laughs> Is this like the end of the tunnel? Is Ryan Russillo going to be beckoning me towards hell as I die? It, like, sure enough, it was toilet in the bunk over listening to the pod at like very minimal volume. So yeah, that, literally like, one notch of volume. So I'm impressed. You were, you were so in tune to your senses at that point. You were able to pick that up. Wait, with um, no headphones on? 
No. We were on the trip. <laughs> I didn't have headphones. You fall asleep with headphones on? I, I will I have been known to fall asleep with my noise canceling headphones on. What? That's yeah. weirder than what I did. On on my bachelor party, Rick snores like no other. And I think mm. I slept well, except for the night I got very drunk. The other nights I slept with my headphones on. Okay. Well if you're yeah, if I shared a room with someone who snored, then yes, I would do that, but I, I used to I had the dulcet tones of Luke in the in the front room just usually like giggling at Bob's burgers or something <laughs> when I fell asleep. Great show. Free ad. Free ad. Free ad for Bob's burgers. You really need it. You can't get those impressions out there, Bob's burgers. No, I thought I thought the wor- the worst was when I lived when I lived in the basement, Luke, and you would be doing your laundry and Toilet. For some reason, Luke likes to walk back and forth to hang every single piece of laundry. He goes. <laughs> he carries. He carries one piece of laundry to the one piece of laundry to the closet, and he hangs it. Then he walks back to the pile to carry it's to true. carry another. I actually still do this. <laughs> He's a meticulous folder. Wait. Hold Any on a second. Mo- Hold on a second. My oh wait, it would have been above your bed when you were living in the basement. My bad. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Can I change the subject to uh, the 2021 93rd annual Oscars? Okay, sure. Is it so this the, week? The Oscars is this week. It is on Sunday, 7 p.m. ABC. Check it okay. out. Free ad. Um. I am doing a little competition at work. We did the March Madness bracket, and now we are doing ballots for the Oscars for all the different awards. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Which is pretty exciting. Uh, We have a couple friends who are very big movie buffs, and uh, they do this every year. So I pulled it up. Um, I don't know if you guys can pull it up really quick, too. I'm looking. A little frame of reference there. Um, Obviously, a very strange year for movies and things like that uh, because theaters weren't really a thing. So a lot of these were available via streaming and may still be as well. Um, this past weekend, I was able to watch a movie called Nomadland with Francis McDormand. Have either of you heard of this film or seen? Yeah, yeah I liked I it. it. I liked it a lot. Okay, um, so we watched it too, and we liked it. Uh, Twilight and I watched it together. Uh, Francis McDormand obviously is wonderful, but. Um, this harkens back to an earlier point. I don't know if this has been an on-air or off-air conversation, but um, I just need to be warned when a movie has no plot. Um, I am apparently a very small, local-brained uh, human being in that one of the driving forces for me, probably one of the first ones, is acting. Um and then the second one is usually a plot. I need something to kind of ground myself uh, knowing that some kind of like climactic moment uh, is happening or that there's uh, some type of resolution. So I had this argument with Toilette and I want to hear what you guys think. Do you think that uh, plot slash having a climax or re- uh, resolution are important storyline elements in order to have a good film? Um, I don't think so necessarily. I, I think that, I mean, if there are different ways that like a, a director or the a writer is playing around with a traditional like storyline that you think of like the hero journey or whatever, beginning, middle and climax or like introduction, climax resolution, that sort of thing. I think that that can be an effective way to tell a creative and engaging story that isn't necessarily like a paint by numbers, like uh, 
uh, what's it called morality tale necessarily. Not to like say that uh, movies that follow that traditional plot structure are. However, I think going into it, it's helpful to know that you're going to be watching a movie like that because I think in that instance, you need to be locked in in order to get the maximum amount of enjoyment out of that type of movie. Go ahead. I w- well, I would always say by uh, to, to your point to your question, Tor, that my one of my biggest things, I guess, I, and the reason I guess I never was an English major was I don't really quite. I know that there's a difference between story and plot, and I don't quite know what the difference is. I guess you know I'm looking at something like story is timeline and the sequence of events, and plot is like what happens. Right? We're not Bill majors. We can use them interchangeably. Let's go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I guess. I guess so. No, but I I, to- I totally understand it. Where it's like. I guess the the story the story is you're just you're you're in the you're in the life of one of these characters. I think I can I can usually get into that. I kind of like I kind of like stuff. I kind of like movies like that that are a little bit slower paced and more of like a character development. I mean, like I think Sound of Metal is like that. I mean, it. But like when I was talking to my dad, his biggest critique was that like he's like it doesn't coda at the end. You know, like it it doesn't have him going back to spoiler alert spoiler alert doesn't have him going back to the um like the place you know like the um yeah shoot, what is it luke the the, the community right Death just hype had... house. wow um okay <laughs> uh it doesn't have him going back to the community it just kind of has him you you gotta you gotta make your own inference from there so i i get what you i get what you're saying and and it could be like you know it could be there's some stories that need it. And then a movie like Nomadland, I think it's indicative of the fact that they just kind of, it's, it's indicative of the fact that they sort of, these people go from town to town and they don't really have much of a sequence, right? They're just sort of living for living for the next stop. So that's what totally made sense in this film, because um, I think like Luke said, I was kind of like looking for something to ground me in like some kind of timeline or like, what is the next event? What is she working towards? What, I mean, really the point of this movie was that none of that stuff really mattered. And it was the character journey and character development. But I found myself for the first like 45 minutes of the movie looking for something to, you know, ground myself in. And that is hard for me as a viewer. Like I do not have that film galaxy brain where I'm able to like pay attention to all that stuff. So, um, and it reminded me a lot of Roma, which was another film that came out a couple of years ago. That was again, not very plot driven. Um, there was more of a climax to that film, I felt like, but it was, again, like mostly about this one character and their journey through, you know, different interactions with other characters. That's, like that. that's a good that's a good comparison. I like that comparison because I feel like that's um, very much what it is. It's just this it's a it's a, uh, a character scape. Right. It's yeah. just this story of a. it's just this uh, look into um, a different, you know, person's experience. And and I think especially with Nomadland, a different subculture too. Like sure. this, this hashtag. It's not really hashtag van life because it's way less trendy than that. But this yes. sort of like nomadic American gypsy style culture, even though they're not ethnically gypsies, but like it, it's it's similar to that, like a like a traveler type culture. Yeah. So I don't know if there's like like a different category of film, like a different genre, because it was just listed as a drama. Um, and I don't know if that is like maybe if we could come up with some kind of name for a genre that would be a little bit more reflective of what, you know, neo Western, I guess. Is that is that a neo Western, Luke? Uh, I, I mean, I have. Uh... 
I, I guess, and then the fact that it takes place in the West, go for I it. Guess that, yeah, well, I was going to say, I mean, we can waste our time talking about Nomadland, or we could talk about a real movie that should win a ton of Oscars. And that was Godzilla vs. King Kong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> An epic. Seen <gasps> well, you haven't seen H- it? Who has HBO? I do. You are sharing with the boys. <laughs> I'd have to give you my I have to give you my Google login and I don't really want to give you guys access to my <laughs> to my Gmail. Oh. Just wake <laughs> Wait, up and all of a sudden in? you guys are just like emailing people from like two thousand and eleven. I promise I'll just leave it all in the draft folder. You can decide to send it if you want. <laughs> I, I mean um, I think yeah. that broad drama is just like a broad swath category that uh is basically any movie that isn't explicitly going for laughs at any time. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, yeah, I think that it could be, you know, a, a different genre name would definitely help out. Um, I thought it was a good movie. Did you guys see any other names of movies on that list? That I, I know it's corny to mention a animated movie, but I thought Onward was a really good movie too. You haven't seen it yet, Disney Plus. I didn't see Onward, but I liked Soul. Soul was really good. Soul was great. Yeah, I really, I've seen, I've seen almost all of these movies except. <laughs> I haven't seen Minari and that looks good, but I think it's like 20 bucks to rent or yeah. 20 bucks to buy. I think it might be available for rent, but I heard the father is a tough watch and our friend Reagan, who I trust his opinion on movies. He said, Mank is horrible. He said, and I quote, probably the worst movie ever made. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I have no, like, I didn't really give a shit when people are like, Oh, uh, La La Land is just one big masturbatory thing about Hollywood. I'm like, cool. I, I like Hollywood. I like movies. I like all that stuff. But then when I heard about Mank, I was very much out. Like a movie that was made specifically to win Oscars. Yeah, like, I mean, I like David Fincher too, right? Was he? Wasn't he? Did he do yeah. Mank? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I like David Fincher, but like, there's nothing appealing about this movie. I would only watch it just because it's up for. I, up I have for a high. I have a high bullshit tolerance when it comes to premiere quote-unquote like prestige yeah, Hollywood it's a good it's a good, it's a good way are, to put it luke yeah. that are like specifically masturbatory around like the hollywood experience and like producing a movie uh the shape of water was one of those which is like well, like a circle jerk of hollywood stuff i mean there are so ma- what's the french word for like the play within a play it's like a, a, uh, a building block of surrender it's like it's like a building block of like american or not even american it's a building block of like acting is the play within a play talking about producing creating plays like from 42nd street on down so it's not surprising that they continue to go back to the well it's just like we're gonna have to call it when it's like absolute fucking bullshit that's what this is it's fan fiction about Citizen Kane. Yeah. Which, I mean, have we seen that? I mean, are we ready to do the Citizen Kane rewatchable? I mean, oh, oops, sorry. Bleep that out. Are we ready to do the Citizen Kane watch againable? I have never <laughs> seen it. I've never seen it either. I have I no have. interest. It's, it's good. Spoiler alert Rosebud is a sled. Um, oh. <laughs> oh. Um,. I guess the only uh, in talking about like movies that like sort of like strike you as being unexpected in structure, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is based on a play and is like shot in very much that like yeah. style where it was like basically all shot in one room and what felt like one take. 
um, in one day. So, I mean, I think that w- that was kind of interesting the way that that was done too. And obviously, Chadwick Boseman is a very good actor. And, rip, major rips. Uh, the the cast is loaded. Viola Davis is very good in it too. So, Toy- toilet. Have you seen Promising Young Woman? No, is it on streaming? Yeah, uh, I think you have to rent it. But yeah, it's it's really good. You you should watch it with uh, Lady Toilette. Uh, I think you guys you guys would like that one. Trial of Chicago Seven. That was good too. Nice. Yeah, a friend at work said that was very good as well. Um, do you think that we're in we're due for a giant correction of ninety two years of white men winning a majority of these awards? Um, no, I no, don't. You- you don't think Chloe's going to win for Nomadland directing? A female uh, director oh, like, never you, won. You mean director? Uh, yeah, any of the any of them. Oh, you mean we're going to forget about Bong? We just <laughs> yeah. We're uh, gonna what year later hive? we're going to forget about the Bong Hive? The Bong Hive. Shout out. Um, Shout out. I hope Riz, I hope Riz wins. For I think Riz Ahmed could win, even though like it's going to no, go to fucking go to Gary Oldman. That. That I mean, his last name is Old Man, and he's in a movie about <laughs> called Make. I mean, he's just bound to win it. Built for if, this. Built for this. I, he probably. I mean, he won't because he just got his Oscar for playing Churchill. Uh, but I no, it's it's probably gonna it's probably gonna go to it's probably gonna go to Anthony Hopkins for the father. Shout out Stephen Yoon. Shout out the dude from the dude from Walking Dead. I've forgotten what his name is now. Ah, uh, Steve Wynn. Well, no, 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 no. What was uh, Steve Wynn, <laughs> the casino owner? <laughs> no, Steven, Steven Yoon. No, the guy. No, what's his name in um, what's his character's Glenn. Glenn. Shout out Glenn from The Walking Dead. Good for him. There was a Borat film this year. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty fun. It was really funny. I didn't see did, it. You did. You did see the whole Rudy Giuliani like fondling his penis on camera with a woman he thought was under eighteen years old. No, I did not see that. Shoot, we got to give the best actress award to to that to that girl. Hmm. All right, cool. Uh, what else we got? Oh, uh, pieces of a woman. That's a hard watch. Okay, sorry. Keep going. That's all right. Um, I only had uh, one more topic to address, and it was the return of hanging out with dudes lads and mates so let's go the boys. shout out to us got to hang out in person this past yes weekend. sir um fully vaxxed partially vaxxed some level of vaccination across the board natural vax natural vax if you got the antibodies um and i just feel like we're going from zero to a hundred real quick we just returned to the base the basic same old shit we always do one of our best friends just texts you know a day or two before the hangout hey i'm just gonna bring a random person yeah let's just Let's just go back to what we were doing beforehand. Just zero to a hundred. There's no like, well, let's hang out, just double date it up, and you know, just do something. So let's just like, nope, full send. Everyone's good to go. We're back at it, baby. And we're bringing dogs over too. We're bringing dogs. There's forty dogs in my backyard. It was great. Oh, speaking, we, we got taco dip. <laughs> Not we got large fingers. shared dishes of dips. Yeah. Yeah. Large shared dish, and also to set the ambience and the the vision for all the listeners at home. We had three yards, right? Toilets yard, and then his neighbors to the south and neighbors to the north. North, yep. Yep. Okay, thank you. Uh, both, everybody was having fires. Everybody. But we did. We didn't really talk to each other though. We could have. I mean, we could have home improvement did. talked. Yeah. We could have home improvement talked over the fence. 
I did a little uh, a little mingling with the you know it's always tough when it's like we have we don't have the biggest yard, um, but if everyone's outside, it's it's weird to not acknowledge them. So I feel like you got to do the quick acknowledge right off the bat, like hey, like give the hat tip, little uh, little comment, like having fire, like what are we drinking tonight, you know. But then yeah. I want to move on. And I want to spend time with my guests too. Like this is not a time when I want to when I want to talk to my neighbors. You know, I want to exactly. talk to my invited guests that are at mm-hmm. my house. <laughs> yes, not um, the guests I'm forced to live next to. Not, yes, like when I'm <laughs> my out neighbor doing, guests <laughs> doing my yard work on Saturday, Sunday, all day after school every day. Yes, I can chat with you. You know, S- smoking talk, the fattest cigar ever. T- smoking a fat cigar. <laughs> the shirt off the cheapest place to buy arborvitaes you know whatever you want to chat about whatever but um i don't want to do that when i've invited guests over that's just uh you know not neighborly i don't want to keep them from their guests and then i don't want to be kept from mine either that's a very um it's a very wise statement toilet uh thank you um uh, my very other considered. thing I, <laughs> my the other thing i noticed was the same friend who uh was who brought another friend, which was great. And, and everything worked out great. Um, he is also a king of the, uh, the quick goodbye, uh, which oh, is something yeah. I am horrible at. I am oftentimes the last friend to leave who's helping clean up. Um, and I'm not good at the quick, like we need to leave by 10 o'clock and we're actually out the door at nine 30. No one even notices until 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Um, there, I think that there's like something cultural about that or not even necessarily cultural, but it's ingrained in you from childhood, whether you long goodbye or short goodbye and what, what's appropriate in terms of like, what is polite versus overstaying your welcome versus what's helpful versus what is like, get the fuck out of my house. Um, Maddie is a long goodbye person. Dude, Katie is the longest goodbyer in the history of the world. Like drives I, me I, insane. Yeah. It drives me up the wall because there's a difference between like hanging out for 15 minutes and saying goodbye and shooting the shit. I, I swear the longest that it's taken from like us acknowledging to the party in general that, okay, we have to drive back to this city. It's time to go to us actually departing in our car was 55 minutes. What? <laughs> And I, I'm I'm Whoa. I'm designated driving. It, it was her uncle's birthday party, and I was walking around like, okay, it's time for us to go. I've got my like jacket on. I've got my boots on. I'm ready to leave. So I'm out by my car, just like texting, probably shooting this shit with you guys. I go back, and Maddie's taking shots of tequila out of <laughs> ice shot and like chucking them against the fence. It's like it's just like what's it called? What's the name of that fucking restaurant? Shit. No Oh, uh, Barn and Co. No, not Barn and Company. It's gone, by the way. What? What toilet? I said Pacifico. Was a joke. Uh, shit. No, it's in the West Loop. No, I know. Uh, I know where we. I know which one you're talking about. We went there. We all threw shots at that bell too. It was um, awesome. But anyway, 55 minutes is the longest. Yeah, Toilet is a quick goodbyer, and I'm a long goodbyer, and I don't know if it can be broken out of me because Federales. Federales. Um, that's just who I am. I would like to get better at it. Um, but yeah, when I'm a long goodbyer and I'm with other long goodbyers, it just makes it even like even harder. So like Thanksgiving is oh, like, if God. I know I need to leave at six, I need to start the process at five. I'm not kidding. I need an entire hour of like at, at five. I stand up 
And that's like step one is like stand up <laughs> and like wait for the conversation to turn to you and then be like, well, I think we got to start getting our stuff together here. <laughs> and then it's a full hour process of like going to take some leftovers and making sure you talk to everyone individually. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely how it is when we leave when we leave my in-laws because they're long goodbyes and so is Katie. So it's just like a, a goodbye off. Yeah. But if you start it earlier, so that's the thing, is if you know you're a long good buyer, but you can start it earlier than you think you need to, that's the key. Because once the other person is, like, ready to go, and, like, you're like, okay, well, now I know we need to start saying goodbye. And then, like, you wait another 30 minutes before you initiate the goodbye, that's 30 minutes lost. So you got, once you know your partner's ready to go, you got to get the goodbye started there. <laughs> and if you and if you are the partner, you have to, you have to trim the tree of conversation like at the trunk because the, the, what really starts to cause long goodbyes is like spinning off into different forms of conversation or like different topics like but you're just standing in the foyer having these topics of conversation as opposed to the living room or dining room where at least mm -hmm. you had a chair mm -hmm. now we're standing around in a hallway talking about this sort of thing sure. so you need just like a built-in excuse like Oh, you know, I really wish we could talk about this, but I think I'm about to pass this kidney stone and I'd rather do it at home. So let's get out of here. <laughs> are, you, are you working the 10 key over there, Zach? What's going uh, on? I was just, I was, I was looking, I was looking up something and I, <laughs> I just hit the 10 key. What, you're not going to tell us? I was just crunching some stats on the 2011 bears. <laughs> what are we doing? Are we still on 2011 bears? <laughs> I, I forgot. I forgot that I had had, I forgot that I had had it up. Well, you got to tell us what you crunched. What did you crunch? Oh, I may or may not have been looking at the Jay Cutler yards per hour. I don't even want, okay, this is just dumb. It's, it's the, the, this like air yards per, per attempt. Stat, oh, because that was metrics on the 2011 because that was also the year because i've forgotten because i was like why did i forget about the 2011 bears and and i looked at their record and i'm like holy shit going into the week 11 they're seven and three that was the chargers game when he broke mm. his thumb on the interception yes. return what could have oh been? yes classic I was talking to some of the kids at school today, and this is seeing Orange. So if anyone doesn't want to hear us talk for forty-five minutes, about All right, hey, can we can we time out before we see Orange? Because I do have mock draft on there. Ah, uh, okay. Do you guys, what, can we can we take a break? Can we do jazz music? Yeah, sure. We can take a quick break. There's a long goodbye, and it happens every day. When some passerby invites your eye to come her way Even as she smiles a quick hello You let her go, you let the moment fly Too late you turn your head I need, like, an entry level. I need someone to advocate and say, this show is good, you should watch it. That's step one. Then I need to go and see, like, oh, how many seasons of it are there? Like, oh, if there's, like, five or more like awesome now if this is something that i like i can like have you know weeks and weeks of content out of this because i watch you know maybe you know a couple episodes on a weekend i don't get you know yeah exactly i'm not gonna burn through it in a weekend basically so letter yeah. is great because there's like 10 seasons and there's like six episodes a season so plenty i don't understand that behavior people who can like binge an entire season of a show I guess it's like happy 420, happy holidays. It's people who smoke pot. Hey. That. 
Um, but I, I've never been able to like rattle off a season of something in a like day. Like never? Like not even on college summer, you have nothing to do and you're just going to like sit and watch an entire season break. No. In college, no, man, I was too busy doing internships in college. Bro. Rising and grinding. Rising and grinding. I, was, I was rising I was, and grinding. I was reading Elon Musk books. Martha <laughs> Stewart's book. When I found Dexter, I like crammed five seasons into like five days before I went to like sophomore year of college. <laughs> I guess that's fair. I mean, I guess that was behavior that I did like in college, but now I, I couldn't do it. I spent too no. much time in front of the bad screen to even do that in front of the good screen. Are you talking about watching pornography? The bad screen. The, the bad screen is worse. Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. I work in front of a screen all day. I can't then, like, for the rest of my day, be like, okay, now I'm going to watch TV this entire time. Speaking of bad screens, are you guys excited to watch the 2021 Chicago Bears? No, I'm not. Did you use Crap Wars Light? Yo, that's Light Sky. Light Sky. All right, we're literally drinking orange, and we're about to see orange. Zach, tell us about your mark draft. What point oh are we at? Uh, I I think we're at like about 7.0 because I think I've talked myself, you know, as we, as we've discussed on this podcast, we talked ourselves into Mac Jones and we talked ourselves out of Mac Jones. Then we talked ourselves into Justin Fields and we talked ourselves out of Justin Fields. Then I've talked myself into like, maybe like a couple of offensive linemen. Okay. And now I think I've talked myself into who's it? Davis Mills quarterback for Stanford. What I like about him, big guy, pocket passer. You still gotta you still gotta move you still gotta throw in the pocket. Can move a little bit. Can move. Not bad. Rocket Not arm. Bad. Smart guy. I, I don't know, man. I think maybe we could get this guy in the second or third round. Might I interest you in talking yourself back into Mac Jones at twenty again? Because that's what Walter Football has for the Bears right now. What? Oh, I'm I'm all back in. <laughs> We're back in on Big Mac. Well, the word on the street is, and when I say the street, I mean a middle school. uh, The middle schoolers seem to think that the Bears are going to trade up for a quarterback. That's the rumor on the street. I I actually saw... John's just saying that, so I've got good sources. I I saw that it probably they might be trading into... So it it just came out that the Panthers want to trade out of their spot at eight. I don't know if that's high up enough for them to trade to get fields. But I think that's who they probably want because I think like there's a lot of hit pieces coming out now about Fields, and I think it's gonna go, I think it's gonna go Lawrence Wilson, Lance, and then at four is Atlanta, right? Atlanta's yeah. at four. I think they take. I think they take. Um, I think they take like. I think they take Pitts. No, like, I think they honestly, take Justin Fields and trade Matt Ryan. You can't trade Matt Ryan. He's got like his his like cap hits like ridiculous. But these teams don't care about cap. I guess you could. That would yeah. be the argument. So they, they, it's fa- I'm an accountant. It's fake math. <laughs> Honestly, obviously, I want the roots. I want the Bears to do well. But like watching the Bucks get to keep almost everyone on that team, I know, is just infuriating. They're they're basically running it back. Yeah. Right. Like they lost. I don't think Lenny's on the team anymore. But pretty much everybody else is still. Well, they can't team. replace a running back. Yeah, the most difficult position not. to replace. Well, playoff Lenny. I mean, I mean, he was Lenny. he was very good in the playoffs, but it's certainly a position of strength for that to be the only uh, 
area of need on your but board. They drafted a tackle in the first round. What if we drafted an amazing tackle and like and got Matt Ryan. a real team? But I don't I don't think I don't think there's going to be any of those available toilet. Like that's Sewell? the thing. You don't think Sewell will be there at 18 at night at, at 20? At 8. Oh. You trade up and get him. Yeah. Trade up and get a tackle, baby. Make some I, I mean, moves. I don't I don't know. I don't know why I honestly like you could probably you probably do that and if you could keep your if you keep your your front five right or i mean front six i guess if you include commit um if you keep them together and you invest in that like you could probably get by with mediocre quarterback play right i mean tom brady is tom brady so it's hard to compare anybody to him but it's not like he was the one like you know Making it all happen for them, like he's a very competent quarterback, but he's not what he used to be. But he steered the ship. How how funny how funny would that be? Like how much would a would a GM be like like roundly mocked if they traded, you know, like a, a hall of picks to get a tackle? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if it works out, you probably don't get made fun of, right? No, I still think you probably get made fun of. I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot of jokes about Laramie Tunsil floating around that uh, bear that point, like how there's an entire economy around Laramie Tunsil at this point. Yeah, I mean, uh, speaking of 420, really happy 420 to Laramie Tunsil. Happy 420. Speaking of pre-draft hit jobs, Laramie Tunsil. <laughs> speaking of pre-draft Ooh. bong hits. Oh. <laughs> Who do you think is going to come out as, you know, having the problematic story or like whose who's stock is going to go way up or way down at the last second? Justin Fields. Yeah. Up or down? Down. Way oh, down. Do, what do you there, there's like a lot of like, does he love football? That sort of oh. stuff. Oh. Which wow. people forget. He kind of played better in the playoff than Trevor Lawrence, but we're not going to mention that. Yeah, they pants Clemson. And he played and- hurt. And he played hurt too. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I mean, he's got he's practically Deshaun Watson. He's the Deshaun Watson of this draft. On the field, not off the field. Not on the field. Maybe <laughs> off the field. Allegedly. We haven't we haven't gotten to wow. the extent of some of these pre-draft hit job stories. So maybe both. We know we know now. Yeah. Do you think that was like a Houston Texan like just went out there and was like, "Hey, we need to do some like defamatory content about Deshaun Watson drive the price way down." Yeah, we, <laughs> we case... need an oppo dump on Deshaun Watson. Like, call everybody he's ever met and see if we can't get like something salacious. Try to see if we can get him to stay and play, play a little while to drive his stock back up. Uh, who cares? The Bears are gonna suck no matter what they do. The whole like seventeen games thing is gonna throw me off. Like, is this? Oh a, yeah, I, can't, I still can't do the math. Nine and eight or eight and nine? What do you guys think? Seven and ten. No, we're not I'm gonna be seven and ten. Still five and twelve. Still five and twelve. I'm gonna go on a limb and I'm gonna say we're gonna be nine and eight. We're gonna sneak into the playoffs again. No, don't do that to me, toilet. Don't don't say things like that that you can't take back. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I'd rather be in the mix in the playoffs, have a playoff game, you know, show that we've got a competent team. Maybe someone wants to come play for a competent team like that. Like Matt Ryan in the in the in the in the Falcons, I'm sure would love to have been in the playoffs two of the last three years. No? Sure. I mean, I guess. So maybe he'll want to come play for us or another like-minded, decent quarterback that's not Andy Dalton. 
Maybe Andy Dalton is good enough. Who knows? Maybe he uh, brings back that Bengals glory and gets knocked out in the first round of the playoffs Uh, just one last time. Yes. For the boys. For the boys. It's a game of inches, Andy. He should just rebrand to become Andrew Dalton in Chicago. Oh, wow. What would that accomplish? I don't know. Just grow, grow up a little bit. You yeah. know? He should dye his hair black. Yes. But not <laughs> Go <as> emo. <laughs> and, yeah, that's Andrew Dalton. <laughs> I like that. I'm so in on that. No, that's uh, no. Or he just uh, he 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 dyes his hair blonde, or, or he does uh, um, spike tips, and he becomes Drew Dalton. Ooh. Oh, there we go. Or if he grows the the eyebrows and fuses them together a little bit, he could be AD, the red AD. Ooh. Red AD. Wow. A, a red unibrow. Oh, yeah. man, the marketing right there. Whew. His so, middle uh, name t-shirt. is Gregory. So how do we feel about Greg Dalton? Oh, oh man. Greg, Dalton's, uh, Greg Dalton sells insurance. That's worse. <laughs> you, can't go, you, can't, you can't go back. You can't become Greg Dalton. He's an AGD. And that's true. He, 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 Alpha Gam. No. <laughs> I'm going to throw a touchdown. All right. Have we reached the end of uh, the content machine this week? Yeah, I think we've done it. Well, I, I, I thought that I forgot the draft is not this weekend. It's next weekend. Uh, Can't compete with the down. Oscars, man. We've got uh, like one content ten pole at a time here. That's true. We actually got like we actually became we actually like legitimately did a somewhat of a movie review for a couple of minutes there. We came close. Um, uh, uh-huh. One last thing, I suppose, um, since it is literally only going to be relevant today, and I punted on the topic earlier. No pun intended. Rest in peace to the European Soccer League. Um, turns out that if you come for UEFA's money, they're going to get pissed at you and ban you for life if you try and start oh, a new league. That's right, um, mate. So congratulations to all the folks um, at Real Madrid. Congratulations to the folks at Juventus. Congratulations to Ed Woodward at Manchester United who are all getting fired over this debacle. Um, just a really great opportunity to clean house of like any executive that you weren't particularly fond of because this is such a piss poor idea and any fan will support it. I'm kind and of was glad. talking soccer. What? I'm kind of glad I didn't read anything about the Super League, so I didn't have to learn anything new. I didn't hear anything about it. And now it's already not here. So it's like it never happened to me. It's like. Uh, it's hard to come up with what would be such an immensely unpopular decision within American professional sports. Cause there's a lot of unpopular decisions that could happen with college football that could like reasonably happen. I, I struggle to find a comparison, maybe breaking up the MLB into like separate leagues again. Although I would... uh, I'd say it's college football. Right. Yeah, like college it's, football has the most room for bullshit. It's it's like the top it's the top teams just decide to fucking leave their conferences and they don't give a shit about the college football playoff anymore and they're like we're just going to have our we're going to get an insane contract from 
uh, you know, NBC. We're gonna get the we're gonna get the full, we're gonna get the NFL contract television yeah, we're not contract even fuck for with the NCAA. Are you yeah, talking about Notre Dame? Base, well, it would be what. Let's like go through the what the twelve would be: Alabama, Notre Dame, Texas, Texas, which yeah. USC. Did you have you? Do you guys They're know? Do you guys know? Third. Have you? Do you know that like how much money Texas makes? Their profit on football is almost like a hundred million dollars. Profit, net profit, is like a hundred million dollars. Fight. Hell Texas, yeah, dude! Someone's got to pay Tom Herman. And Charlie oh, Strong hey, probably hey, speaking still. Up, speaking up, Tom Tom Herman, special assistant on the Bears. Let's go. Yeah, Tom Herman, Tommy H. Pay the boys. TH. Uh, he, he's another uh, balding visor guy, right? Okay, cool. Hook him. Wait, no, is he? Or is that Lincoln Riley that I'm thinking of? Stop looking at me while you're asking that. <laughs> Toilet, can you, can you do a visor? Uh, I can, but I shouldn't because I'm also balding. So the hat... Is a much better choice for me. I think you should do. Um, when I was on the sideline this past weekend, one of the coaches was wearing a, um, you know, one of those bucket hats, mm-hmm. but he had only one side flipped up, like uh, uh, kind of like an Aussie Ranger or something like that. You should do that. <laughs> you should get the child Dundee. Yeah, you should get the bucket hat. Oh my god, you should just get a. You should just get a Stetson. And just wear his Stetson on the bed, on the bed, on the bench. Did he have a headset on? Yeah, he had a headset on, but he didn't okay. really talk much, which is interesting. But, but he had it up so that he could listen. You're right. That's why. Okay. You uh, should get like one of the hats that the beef eaters wear and hide an antenna in it so that you can communicate directly to the quarterback, uh, yes. like SpongeBob in the driving yes. school episode. No, it's so quiet at our games. I can just scream over to him and he can hear me. Yeah, so for those, we, we talked about this, people who are still listening to this episode from the beginning, but Toilet every once in a while will bust out his coach voice, and it is fucking terrifying. It, it, it woke up at, when we were at, um, at a friend's lake house. Uh, Toilet did this. Toilet did the voice on a boat, and I'm pretty sure it woke up the entire lake. I don't remember this. Do you remember what I said? Uh, you barked like oh, a dog. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is, uh... Rest in peace, DMX. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well, that's the only place to end it. Shout out. Hopefully that's our outro music this week. Hell yeah, dude. Rest in peace, DMX. Pour one out. Call your mother. Can't call DMX. 